Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. In this podcast, we'll talk about the EU's efforts to update the current European digital identity framework and give citizens a secure e-identity they can use anywhere in Europe to do anything from paying taxes to renting a scooter. Want to know more? Stay with us. In today's increasingly digital world, being able to prove your identity easily, quickly and reliably is important. Whether you're a citizen opening a bank account or enrolling at a European university or a business registering a new service. Currently, banks, providers of electronic communication services, utility companies, social media platforms and some EU governments already provide their users with digital identity services. But in a world of remote transactions behind screens, trust can be hard to establish. How can you know for sure that the other party is genuine? How do you even know that they are human? Furthermore, every time an app or website asks you to create a new digital identity or to easily log on via a big platform, there's no way to know what happens to your data in reality. Identity is clearly one of the great challenges of the digital age, even more so after the pandemic. That's why in June 2021, the European Commission set out to tackle this challenge head on. Building on the 2014 Regulation on Electronic Identification and Trust Services for Electronic Transactions in the Internal Market, whose application proved to be at best limited, the European Commission proposed a new European digital identity framework. Let's hear Margret Vestager, Executive Vice President for a Europe fit for the digital age. The EID will enable us to do in any member state what we can do at home, be that in renting a flat or opening a bank account. And at the same time, our proposal ensures that we do this in a way that is secure, that is transparent, so that we feel confident that our data is safe and it's only used for the purposes uh, needed. If the proposed regulation is adopted by the European Parliament and Council, European citizens will be able to prove their identity and share electronic documents from their European digital identity wallets with the click of a button on their phone. Furthermore, these new European digital identity wallets will allow citizens to access services online without necessarily having to use commercial provider services or unnecessarily sharing personal data. Here's Maria Nistadt from the European Parliamentary Research Service. If the proposal goes ahead, each EU country will have to issue the wallet. This is a significant change given that currently there is no requirement for EU countries to develop a national EID, while some countries like Estonia introduced a national EID already a decade ago, other countries like Romania have been slower to introduce it. People will be able to choose which aspects of their identity, data and certificates they want to share with third parties and to keep track of what happens next. With this proposal, the European Commission hopes to meet some of the targets of its digital compass, including digital access to all key public services and 80% of EU citizens using EID solutions by 2030. And to make it a reality as soon as possible, the European Commission invited EU countries to establish a common toolbox supporting the framework, so as to avoid fragmentation and barriers due to diverging standards. Now, how has the proposal been received by stakeholders? Stay with us. 
Well, truth is, stakeholders have been divided on a number of issues. The city of Stockholm in Sweden, for example, fears it will be difficult for users to assess how their personal data will be used and under which conditions. Identity security experts on Fido have suggested making it mandatory for governments to include a biometric authentication mechanism in their wallets. We spoke to the company's global senior director of public policy and identity verification, Matthew Peake. So when we're thinking about EID cards, one of the most important things in order to encourage high level of adoption is security and privacy. So it's absolutely vital that we're using best in class biometric authentication mechanisms and making sure that's to a high level of assurance in order to generate a high level of adoption by users across the EU. So these proposals to us make a lot of sense because they will make sure that that is part of the overall solution. The Business Association of Finance Denmark also sees a risk of fragmentation of public and private solutions. We spoke to their CEO, Ulrich Nödgaard. A key word from our side is interoperability, also ensuring that existing well-functioning EID solutions can be used in this new cross-border framework. We also hold the opinion that public-private collaboration should be considered when realizing the ambitions. Pure public centralized solutions might not fully satisfy the needs for businesses and consumers and could lead to a fragmented market with non-interoperable public solutions and separately developed private sector solutions. Some stakeholders have also warned about incorporating unique identifiers in digital IDs, claiming that such devices would be illegal or unconstitutional in certain countries. In the European Parliament, the file has been referred to the Committee on Industry, Research and Energy, whose rapporteur, Romana Djokovic, proposed significant changes, particularly regarding the European digital identity wallet. Digitalization and connectivity are increasing cybersecurity and privacy risks. In my report, I sought to address those risks and to ensure trust in the digital space. How? By proposing that the wallet embeds cybersecurity by design and privacy by design as standard design features. We cannot afford to compromise security and privacy of our digital identities for the sake of convenience. Moreover, to help facilitate the implementation of the regulation, a new governance framework that I proposed will also help us address potential risks in a more coordinated and effective way. As for EU countries, they seem to be divided on questions such as the identification function of the wallet, the level of security required and the unique identifier But the Czech presidency of the council is pushing hard for a compromise that can break the current deadlock. Want to know more? Check out Mar Negriro and Maria Nishtad's full policy brief on the EPRS website or in our app. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.